0: Michael Cole is a beauty business industry leader and co-founded the Summit Salon Business Center, which builds independent hairdressers and salons all over the country. Today, we're going to hear his story, what he's doing now, and his perspective on rising stylists. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes, and I'm your host. And today, I'm with Michael Cole. How are you doing today, Michael?
1: Very good, Robert. Thank you very much for inviting me to the conversation. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it too. Uh, I know your work and helping, uh, salons, you know, systemize their, their business and help maximize revenue potential. And, uh, I think this is a really good, I'm really excited to hear your your what you're doing now and uh, what you're, I know like you've been talking to a lot of rising stylists and uh, there's a lot of people wanting to hear more and more about working with them, who they are, what, what they're, you know, what the things to look out for, what things to celebrate. Uh, so why don't we start off by uh, hearing, you know, your, your background and your story real quick. Oh, sure.
1: Well, in a nutshell, you know, I, I graduated from beauty school in uh, 75. I'll, I'll let you do the math. (laughs) So as you can see, I'm on the back end of my ride. It's been a glorious ride, uh, with behind the chair for uh, just about 10 years. Uh, my wife is also a hairdresser and, and, uh, so we kind of grew up in the uh, business together had an opportunity to manage salons, had an opportunity to own a number of salons, um, and was really at a young age, in addition to taught, being taught the, we'll call it the art of hairdressing, really introduced to the business side of the art and just became fascinated uh, with that and started only because it had such a profound impact on my own uh, income. I started teaching other hairdressers kind of what I was learning. Uh, And, um, you know, boom goes to dynamite. This is way, way, way back now. There was very little, if any, of that conversation going on in the 80s. So I was, you know, one of the first. uh, And um, I started uh, also, uh, there was a number of salon owners that would uh, come and hear me speak at various shows and say, "Hey." can you come to my salon and engage my staff in the conversation that I've just, you've engaged me in at this show, because I, I think it would serve them. And and that's how I kind of accidentally fell into, you know, a coach at, as a hairdresser level and at the salon owner level. And then sometime in the mid nineties, um, L'Oreal, actually Ritkin at the time uh, I signed on with them uh, as a, independent business educator and i'll tell you that was a that was like nitroglycerin on a bonfire because i didn't have to give a lot of thought to you know marketing myself anymore and then on the front end of the new millennium 2002 ish had the opportunity to uh co-found summit salon business center and 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 that was a glorious ride i'm on the back end of that now kind of being a Uh, moving into the last era of my life being bought out of of that business. I stay very close to that community. I love them. And uh, in the last, oh, probably year have become absorbed, uh, obsessed, if you will, uh, spending more and more of my time in really well-run and world-class premier beauty schools and, and seeing how, as you call them, rising stars, where are the top five, 10% of students that are enrolled and what are they learning that's different than, you know, the the traditional uh, and to watch them kind of blow up uh, any, you know, charts or performance standards, following them out into the salons and seeing them get to levels of income more better, faster than any of us have really seen. So that's been thrilling and I'll, probably going to stay with doing that until until
0: nice so you started off as a hairstylist yeah and uh you worked your way through the industry playing wearing many hats uh including salon ownership and uh and education and you started summit and to help salons you know systemize their business and uh if anybody's heard of like the uh if you never heard of this uh Michael Cole or Summit you should definitely check it out uh and if you've ever heard of like a tiered system uh the, and you wanted to know how do you move from junior to associate or whatever the terminology you have for the different levels yeah. um michael what i know about summit is that that is basically gives you a formula for how to how to do that basically um, yeah. and i'm it, it, sure so much more
1: Oh yeah, yeah, the good career pathing, so yeah. you know helping a hairdresser to go from you know zero ground zero to you know get to higher levels of excellence performance productivity um we call it you know growing growing service providers for a living um but, and it's uh, it it shows them that there's a vision and a place for them to grow and you know i think um. I think it's a really
0: interesting uh, place to start this conversation about rising stylists. And I go into the schools and I and guest speaker, and I talk to them about the future and, you know, he, listen to them, you tell me what, what their vision is and how they intend on achieving it. And I would say, and I stopped for maybe seven years or so. And so I would say from 2013, 2010 t- to about uh, 2018 or so, 2019, um, I didn't go into the schools and talk to the students at all. And when I went back into the schools after that period of time, Instagram had happened, social media had changed, changed hairdressing in, in such a big way. And the students that were in the schools were completely different. They didn't they were really interested in what I had to say and they really wanted to talk about business. They had a lot of questions about business. They they didn't even ask about how to do hair. But in previous generation that I was used to talking to, they were not interested in business. If you talked about business, they were like, you're taking away the art out of hairdressing and I'm just a hairdresser. I don't sell products. I don't do pre-book. I don't do anything. I'm just like a hairdresser and I'm just going to focus on the hair. And now these kids are like, I need to be good at hair, but I also need to be good in business. Which means they're not necessarily looking. I mean, they want to be good, but it's also like a balance uh, in their growth, you know, and what they want. So, uh, what are you seeing? Uh, are you seeing that that as well? And...
1: No, you're right. You're right on the bullseye. And it all happened seemingly, you know, suddenly, all at once. To your point, it was like this traditional curve, and with the, uh, I think. Uh, the social media, but specifically, you know, the Instagrams, the TikToks, it's almost like they hit critical mass and the evolution of that platform and people, hairdressers, uh, learning how to really take maximum advantage. Of those platforms, where all of a sudden, you know, in in your day, my day, our day, it used to take I, I don't know five, six, seven, eight, ten years to get to, uh, you know, a, a very credible place, and seemingly overnight, uh, now people can get to that place and then some. And it looks like twenty, thirty percent of the time that it would take, it's almost like the the, the time. Uh, has has collapsed the, the the learning curve and it just kind of blew it up. And to your point, they they want to know. Um, they have an appreciation of as much of an appreciation of the business side of the art,
0: yeah, than yeah. they do
1: the art. And and they're they're not intimidated by the conversation. They don't think it compromises on the integrity of the art to have the conversation and uh, you know to a business educator like myself that's a that's very refreshing very exciting to geek out about that
0: yeah yeah for sure oh well what um what else uh, are you are, have you noticed about uh salons and are sorry schools and what they're what these kids are learning and we did like before the show we talked a little bit about uh about that. You were talking about, you know, what are these kind of like high performers? Where are they going? What are they learning? And uh, what are they, you know, give us a little bit of a preview. uh,
1: Well, when, when, you know, once upon a time when you went to school and I went to school, you kind of, you know, you you enrolled, it was, you know, depending on the state, 1500, 1800 hours, you spent uh, the, the first part of that. And I used to call it the room with no windows, you know, basics, fundamentals. And, you know, you had a mannequin and, you know, you did all that. And then you went on the floor and you did, you know, hair and you went to classes and that was it. And it worked. And now when I go into what I would call kind of the, you know, world class, Cosmetology schools, you go into what we call fundamentals, and yeah, you see that it's the room with no windows, and they've got their mannequins in it, but in addition to that, you see, oh, what's this? Oh, everybody is setting uh opening up uh their uh, uh Instagram business page, so if you don't have a page, we're going to get you set up and so there's you know a few classes and and this is in fundamentals now. Uh, and, and it's like, uh, okay. And well, what are we going to do? We're going to start creating content. Well, I'm not on the floor yet. That's all right. Let's, we're going to start, you know, documenting your journey. And, uh, you know, when you're working, whether it's on models, mannequins, both, um, and, uh, start building your, uh, your community. Uh, and the end in mind is, you know, you're going to hang out in this room for, a couple of months, give or take, a few hundred hours, but we're going to set a goal for you to have twenty-five people booked on your book before you start. Well, at face value, this this is kind of like counterintuitive? I'm, I'm not. You know, I don't have any clients yet. Don't worry about it. we we'll just going to, and students start having surprising experiences. You know, at first you got your family and friends following you but people start making appointments and it's like what and i've been witnessing this now and and so you you know in these schools you'll you'll see 20 25 people in the book and then the you know the 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 the, the uh, I call them the Jedis, the people that were hanging out they were, they've been doing hair since they were you know 7th 8th grade it's a, you know it's kind of they're cut from the cloth they'll have 50 60 people booked while they're in fundamentals and it's like oh my god i i've never seen this and then you you know you follow them out on the floor and by the way i i'll bring somebody in fundamentals on instagram live with me because i want to begin i want to be a part of their documentary so you know part of that is we're going to have you and i'll tell you what once you get on the floor every time you go to the next level or whatever the credential is love to have you back for an encore See how far you get in school. I'll even follow you out when you went into your whatever salon you're going into, because I'd like to see your journey. I've got the opportunity. Why not? So now they're on the floor in school. And I noticed that um, in the good old days, a a, a beauty educator, a beauty instructor was really the person on the floor that kind of checked haircuts. You know, or made sure that you know the students weren't hanging out in the back room, kind of like you know doing that kind of thing. And yeah. I'm 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 in the schools now. I go, wait a minute, what's going on? Well, the the educators are doing real live, I'm going to call it real time coaching on the floor, where they're a part of the consultation. And at first, it's doing a consultation for a student. And then it's doing, it's almost like they're the pilot, the student is the co-pilot. And then as the student starts catching on, the student becomes the pilot, the educator is the co-pilot, and then the student is flying the airplane. And inside of this consultation, you'll see upselling of services uh, during the process. You'll see retailing, you'll see rebooking, the asking for referral, and, and the, the educator is as much or more part of the process as a student is. Now, they're not violating any any laws. It's not like they're rendering the service. All work is done by students. But the bigger part is they're a part of the the guest service experience, consultation, greeting, uh, those kinds of things. And I wasn't used to seeing that. And you, you, it, I could see where an educator, a traditional educator, would be intimidated. Like, OK, i it, it's been a while since I've done this. But most of those educators that are in these schools also work in salons. So they're basically kind of bringing that skill set with them. It's not a once upon a time I did this a long time ago. It's no, no, I what I'm doing with you today, I did last night. Um. To now, educators are in addition to coaches, they're performance coaches, so that once a month a student has an opportunity to have a 30, 45 minute coaching session with their educator and they set monthly service goals. Monthly retail goals, monthly referral goals, monthly rebook goals. And, you know, the name of the game is to hit these. And when you do, you go from wherever you are to the next level. So in these schools, they have the summit systems where one, two, three, four, they call them levels. And your average student probably gets to level three-ish, give or take, before it's time to graduate. But you know, you get a Jedi to get to the fifth level, the sixth level, doing uh, you know, fifteen, eighteen hundred bucks a month in service, uh, three, four hundred dollars a month in retail as a student.
0: Yeah, at those small, low prices.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And if you know, the price points are pretty. You know, they're at very, very low, low price points. So I'm witnessing this. And it's blowing the sides off of my brain box, frankly, because I'm not. And what I remember in school, we all get to a place, you know, we got a thousand hours in another 500. And it's like, oh, man, I'm I, what I don't I'm over school. I want, I want to get out of here. And, you know, they, they used to call it the senior syndrome. I'm kind of like in quit and stay marking my time. I don't in not, the schools that I'm part of, you don't see that. They're like, wow, I've got another 100 hours yet uh, left. I wonder if I can get to this next level. And meanwhile, all of a sudden, you you start watching the Instagram pages or the TikTok pages, and the work evolves, the content's evolving, the community is growing. Some of these people, gosh, six, seven hundred followers and and so you know now it's it's time to go and 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 uh in your last three four hundred hours it's uh you you kind of look at the salons you think you you the area you want to work at and then you begin they're be, they're beginning to vet out salons so they'll google top salons in you know kansas city ames iowa go to their Google pages, their websites, their, their, their Instagram pages to kind of see if okay, are, are, you know, are they in the same game I'm in? So it, it almost looks like the student is vetting out the salon before the student expresses interest in wanting to work there. So these are all new phenomenons that I, I've not seen in my, you know, 40 years of, hanging out in the beauty industry, and it's fascinating.
0: So what I'm seeing uh, when I'm going to schools is that uh, maybe 10% of the students are working in salons while they're in school. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that none of them, and they, and they say things like, I just want to focus on school. And uh, for me, that's kind of like, to me, that doesn't make any sense. And I think that being, getting your foot in the door doesn't seem to be something that's being taught and not being talked about and i'm wondering uh you know my initial thought is that if i'm in school i should be working at a salon at least like maybe halfway in you know maybe the first half after you le- learn some of the basic the foundational stuff you know getting getting your foot in the door at a salon so that you can hop around until you find the one you like seems to be like a much better move than waiting till the 11th hour and then being super stressed out that they're they don't have a job and then end up taking I've had so many students call me and be like, Oh my gosh, I get it, you know, I and these students don't get a job while they're in school. They're like, Oh my gosh, I went to this place and it was great and they promised me all these things and it's so not it's not the way it's supposed to be. And now they're telling me it's another six months and it's already been six months, and they said it would be six months and um are you seeing any of that? And do you have yeah, any thoughts yeah. on
1: that? Well, yeah, and and uh, y- yes, to your point, I think you're right on the the bullseye. I, I I can tell you what my intuitions tell me as I look. Forever, my experience in the industry as a kind of a, a kind of a salon consultant is there was always from the mind of a salon owner a gap between what schools were graduating in terms of skill set and really what the salon really needed. There was always that uh, dismay and it's like, okay, we've got to, we got to catch the schools up. And so that the students are graduating, graduate with more readiness. And, and, and sometimes you would hear here, I I have to untrain uh, a graduate because whatever it is they learned really wasn't and i heard that for you know probably 20 plus 30 years um i'm hearing less of that uh that that, that uh, in some areas schools in terms of what they're graduating in readiness from a a, a skill set on both business uh guest or client handling uh, especially the 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 technical uh, uh, modern hair color. Um, they're equal to, and sometimes beyond what I would call a traditional entry level. So for the first time in the history, salon owners are getting, they're being asked new questions. They're, and, you know, when you show up in a salon and you have an Instagram page as a student, that you is equal to or greater than many people in the very salon you're starting in, that can cause some disruption. We're in a real transitional time now, where you know Generation Z, the, the Zennial, uh, are very digital, social, digital marketing, branding driven, and their skill sets there are their leading edge. And, you know, boomer genre, Gen X genre, sometimes even kind of a middle to senior millennial genre, don't have the presence on social and or, you know, don't have the digital savviness. And, uh, and they're busy. It's not like they're, you know, dying. It's just that they, they, they built full clientels when there was no such thing as a mobile device, never mind, you know, social media space. So how that's going to shake out in the next 10 years or so, you know, stay tuned more will be revealed, but it really has created a, I don't know if I'd call it a dilemma. We could call it an opportunity. And I'm encouraging salon owners that are in my community to, uh, you know, you can see it as a threat or you can see it as an opportunity. Um, um so
0: i i sorry i don't want to cut you off but uh, i want to uh i feel like we should have a whole conversation about salon owners and sure. rising stylists uh but so why don't we say why don't we go into that for the for our next time we talk but bef- before before we like i don't want to also don't want to cut it off here just yet i'm curious to know like um do you think that it's a good idea that young rising stylists work in a salon uh, while they're in school, or do you not necessarily? Do you think that that's not uh, that conventional advice? Is do you, I, you I, have any I, yeah. poke any holes in that conventional advice or wisdom?
1: Uh, I, I I think it was very 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 relevant. Uh, I I don't want to say it's it's irrelevant now. I think it's uh, of less importance than it was, unless your uh i now i now see in any given year one or two career days where you know a more progressive salon will show up in a school uh with a kiosk uh and uh the students you know kind of network if you will with and sometimes there are uh conversations are kind of uh Incubated in that day or half a day, and uh, a uh, a student will be invited to come into a salon, uh, assuming they kind of hit it off at career day, to a shadow, Uh, and and to see you know what it's like to you know a zinio would say to check out the vibe, to check out the and to and both players are checking each other out. But uh, it's not as, um, uh, you could call it internship, isn't as um, uh, needed, isn't as crucial as it was a few years ago. So where it's going to go, you know, stay tuned. More will be revealed. But I don't see as much of that from the school communities that I've been uh, hanging out at.
0: Hmm. Okay. And uh, do you have any uh Thoughts on, hmm, let me see. Have you heard from any of, uh, you know, if you're talking to the kind of the, the you know, the, as you said in the past, the, uh, the first draft picks of in the schools, um, have you had many communications with, uh, you know, with any of the other students maybe that are operating at a, middle to upper middle level, maybe not quite all the way that high. And if you have, then would you say that, you know, they've had any uh, issues as they go into the workforce? Cause I feel like if first round draft picks, they're probably going to have more options than somebody maybe who is a little bit lower. Cause the, for many reasons, you have any thoughts on that?
1: Uh, we, yeah. Yes, and and I, I I see it today still, but not as much. And I would call it a kind of a, a culture clash. So, you know, in the good old days, uh, gaining referrals was about you know you do a great job when the client's in your chair, and you ask the client for referrals, and or when you're out in the you know local community, you're I don't know networking. You know, uh, introducing yourself uh, to people at events, who you are, what you do, and 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 why, what makes you relevant. Uh, I, I I don't want, and that was forever, and and in a lot of salons, that's still the the prevailing gospel. Uh, but today, you, you'll see in the younger genre. I'm witnessing, you know, you there's a you you can there's a play on Instagram or TikTok if you understand how to create content, whether we're talking reels or carousels or whatever that is, where you know one right reel brings you in six seven referral, and you go whoa, how many cards would you need to hand out one card at a time to get <laughs> six or seven? Referrals, right. And you, you start comparing those two. Those are two very, very different modem of operandi. So, a student that is a Jedi at creating content on Instagram or TikTok is saying, I, I, this is kind of sort of, I can make my own reign, if you will. And, you, you know, you walk into a salon that forever that that's been the tradition that we. Hand out cards, we promote ourselves and a student says, yeah, I know, but I don't want to do that. Like, is, right. is this about me getting referrals in my book or is this about getting referrals in my book your way? And if it's about your way, I, I think I'm going to continue to Google someone's in this area because they're, they're, they're taking, they're, they're, they're drawing a line in the sand and saying, just because you did that and it took you a long time to do that. I don't want to do that. I, I'm, I found a, another way it's a faster way and I'm just uh, not going to hand out cards. And the, boy, you, that can be a very emotionally charged Conversation to Betty and and when I show up, I, I always position myself to say, "Look, I'm I'm a reporter at large. I'm, I'm not advocating. I'm going to love you regardless of how you're going to do your deal. I, I would just suggest that understand the changing game and the trade-offs and and, and the consequences of holding on to a position. Uh, because what's coming at us isn't right, isn't wrong. It it just is what it is
0: that's good and i think that's a good place to wrap it up and i think uh i think we've kind of painted a picture of the rising stylists who they are and you know some of the uh some of the upsides to to this new generation and um so i i think next time we talk we should talk about uh so from the salon's perspective you know, and kind of address some of the things that they're saying. And uh, but until then, I want to just thank you uh, for coming on the show, and uh, I'm really looking forward to expanding even more on this topic. And the next time we talk,
1: thanks for having me. Anytime, my friend. Awesome. All right, take.